It's cold again. I was just about to talk about that. We Mark and I have some cold hats on. We, we've done a pretty good. We had a pretty good run. It's been a mild winter. So yeah. I you guys got the toques out? It's not even really that cold. I mean, eh, it's pretty cold. I don't know. It's I not, thought you were going to show up with your tiny heater. It's not as cold as the entire East Coast. Mark and I were talking about before you guys got over here. Did you either you guys see the um, the piece about the the guy in New York who made an igloo and then put it on, on Airbnb, Airbnb. Put it on Airbnb for two hundred bucks? Yeah. yeah. Like and then put like a shitty potted plant outside the front door. Like I hope somebody so took him up on it. I well, I hope so too. Anyway, they um, Airbnb did not take him up on it for very long. Bunch of bitches, man. Yeah, sons of bitches. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. We really shouldn't be complaining. All things considered, and they're about to get hit again. Or oh, that's the scuttlebutt. Okay. Anyway, okay. enough about the weather. Enough about all this. Let's mm-hmm. let's get into a, a show music. about music. Yes. Yep. Okay. Shane, Ryan, Kevin, and Mark. Somebody likes it. It's uh, you know, I don't mean to sound morbid. You know, that we, this is just a running theme from the last you few shows. You think we're causing these things? I it, we might be. That's hard to. It'd be hard to prove. It it's at probably least not a direct way. cause and effect relationship, but yeah. there is Look, some, some cor- correlation. Does correlation. not equal causation. causation. That's true. Yeah. We're, and we're also not like four year old children that do literally believe stuff like that. But I mean, we're not, not far 11, away, man. <laughs> so tell everybody what you're talking about. Okay, so what do you say, Mark? I guess it comes in fives. So we've lost a, a number of important people in the music world, and um, today we we lost Abe Vigoda, who was not in the music world. Not in the music world. Well, there was a band named after it. That's true, except yeah. for that. And well, a few weeks ago we did talk about this on the air. Have you gone to the website today to yeah. see what it says? Yeah, Ryan. I sent a link. Oh, I didn't see around. that. Uh, does it yeah, say so there, there's he's there's AveVagoda.com. We're talking about Abe Vagoda. And, the God, or and Leda, normally you would go to AveVagoda.com yes. to, to, to verify the fact that Abe Vagoda was still alive. Because there was a long-running, like, 35-year or like hoax, hoax that, that he was that, dead. That he had died. Well, he looked like a senior citizen in his 50s. Like, he, he looked like – he's, the you know, the really sort of not very nice uh, – joke is like you know when they go to sort of make him ready for viewing it's like well this is sort of how he's looked forever like i don't know why <laughs> what's the difference it, it, uh, i mean well i did the math on it and he was 51 when i was born yeah. and he always looked at least 71 but it would be yeah I mean, if you would, go back and look at the at the godfather like he, he'd look like he was in his 70s already for it sure. would mm-hmm. it would be like like getting getting a pagoda ready for viewing would be like being a weatherman in honolulu you just like well Today it's going to be like low in the 60s, high in the upper 70s. Somewhere there will be a rainbow. It'll rain for a little bit. Go to the beach. That's Sage Vagoda. That's a different way of looking at it. But <laughs> I, think you're, I think what you're getting at is that he was the model of consistency mm. in his appearance. He was a metronome of consistency. Okay. So, well, yeah. And the stories that I read was that because of the characters that he was most known for on Barney Miller um, – you know, he always he played kind of this cranky old man with all these different ailments. You know, hemorrhoids and arthritis, and yeah. And so his fans always thought that 
that was really him. Like yeah. that's so do we do we know cause of death was it heroin overdose? Yes, I'm sure it was. When would the senseless I'm, killing stop? Right, yeah. riding a, a motorcycle really fast. I think. I, yeah, I, I just wonder if like on his with deathbed. Scott's I just no, wonder like, if like when he was that. sort of like right at the end, if he said, you know, hey doc, you know, for old time's sake, do you think you can get me off? <laughs> like, which is a quote from The Godfather, but uh, or I guess The Godfather too. But anyway, even then, even in the seventies, he sort of looked like yeah. he was in his seventies. So anyway, uh, rest, rest in peace, rest in peace, Abe. Rest in peace, Abe. Yes, um, he would live. He was ninety four. Yeah, he had, a, right. he had a he had a run of it. He had a good run. Mm-hmm. He survived that death scare from nineteen eighty two for an intervening thirty years, thirty over thirty years. Okay, anyway, so all right, we'll get to music now. And I'll eat a little crow. I, I, last week I was saying what the title uh, of the I, album I, was. I, I stood my ground. Yeah, and... no, but you. And so let me just say, I don't even. I had looked at uh, like on my way over here to make sure it was on Spotify because I check all my album picks now. So I had just seen the album title. Anyway, if Ryan was right, I'm wrong. Uh, the record is called Peep Show. The record is called Peep Show. And look, I'm man enough to to own up by Susie and the, and the Banshees. By Susie and the Banshees. However, that is a quote. It's it is pulled from Peekaboo. The song. The song is pulled from Peep Show. Um, Peep Show is pulled from the song Peekaboo. Oh, yes, yes. that's true. I'm so, now I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so anyway, that yeah, 1988, uh, album by Susie and the Banshees, and um, I'm going to open up the floor. Anybody? Uh, I, yeah, I'll give you a couple things. Um, it's the only time in the history of us doing this podcast that... I've had I felt like an album was diminished by having an amazing song on it. That's really interesting. You know what? I never thought of that before. Are you talking about Peekaboo? Peekaboo. Peekaboo is, is like it's, it's outstanding. It's like a grand slam followed by a bunch of like really good singles and doubles. Uh, for you but to, nothing lives up. But, the last song is really good. Uh, well, yeah, and I actually knew, that's the only other song I knew before going into it. I had never heard it. Well, I went back and listened to it a second time, but I skipped Peekaboo the second time. And it stands up. It, it, it sounds better I did if you the, listen to it without that. I did the exact same thing, and, and the first time through, uh, I didn't put it, I didn't think of it in those terms, but um, I remember like every song, it took me about half a song, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is this is good, but I think it's going to get better on if, when I listen to it for the second time. And then by the, ha- by the end and of the does. song, and, and it does, it's significantly, so the second time I listen to the record, like, this is really good. The first time through, I was like, I appreciate this more than I like it. Well, and one of the things that we've never really talked about is like, and I think this is something that we sort of that everybody does internally, but we don't really say it out loud. Which is like what the charm is of a of an album that isn't that doesn't sound uh, exactly the same on first listen as it does like on subsequent listens. Like sometimes it's better if it grows on you, and this this does to your point. Like this kind of feels like one of those records. Like. Upon repeated, like you got to roll around in it a little bit to really get its charms. It's a grower, well, not a I, shower. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I definitely have to like separate out, you know, that just ridiculously great single. I mean, there's, I mean, Peekaboo is it, well, it, let's perfect talk about in it every is, way. It is a fucking home run, like out of the ballpark. So good. Let's talk a little bit about Peekaboo in particular because I think that that one one thread that kind of runs through. A lot of the things I read about this record, independent of listening of it to it, was um, that 
peekaboo is like kind of this pastiche of things that shouldn't work. Like there's a little bit of that, like sort of the hip hop thing that was the version of hip hop that was going on in that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also the sort of Zydeco approach to part of that song. Plus, anyway, like, it's kind of like Fiddler on the Roof, kind of like Russian juice. Right. Kind of like carnival music in a weird way. Like right. it's, it's just a weird, weird, it's weird like, song. Where the fuck did that come from? Well, it's right. a weird song that works at, for every second of the song. And it's, and it's kind of one of those deals where it's like basically the, the consensus seems to be that like there's no way that this should work. It should sound awful, but it actually sounds great. And so that is a, you know, and I think that maybe that's as much a testament to the idea that you project who the fuck you are. So it's like, you know, Susie Sue has always had this, like, from the beginning throughout the entirety of her career, it seems like she's always been just like, this is what I am. Like, take it or leave it. Very original. That's one thing yeah. you can say about this record, too. It does not sound like fucking anything That else. is true. Um, it, it, I mean, you're right. Like, it. You're saying the rest of the album was diminished. To your point, um, I really expected the album to be a lot more whimsical than it was. I mean, I'm familiar, relatively familiar they're, with their I mean, they're kind of gothy. Like, it's not, no, not, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm relatively familiar with their catalog. But if you look at that and you look at their next single that came out, um, Kiss Them For Me, I mean, that's a great song, too. That's but, a good song. And that yeah. sounds, yeah. That's another pop song, too. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with that with the album that that even that that song was just a single and then it was part of an album. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about their backstory? Yeah, sure. I don't know much so, about it. Actually. So the backstory is is that this band was was formed out of they were all Sex Pistols fans mm-hmm. and uh, and like at the core at the very beginning like their their very earliest work is very Sex Pistols esque and in fact uh, Susie and the Banshees helped break. The Sex Pistols because they, they did some sort of uh, – I guess they were they were both part of some show in the UK and the presenter uh, kind of had – you know, basically Susie was kind of being a jackass to this presenter and he was drunk. Uh, at least this is the way that it reads at Wikipedia. Like he was drunk at the time and uh, she said, oh, Grant or whatever his name was, like I've always wanted to meet you. And you know he's kind of a stuffed shirt and she – Apparently spent most of this concert like mostly naked, and so he suggested, I guess, at some point that they try to, you know, meet after they were off the air. Meet up, yeah. Which really pissed off one of the guys in the Sex Pistols, and they made a total st- uh, stink of it. And then apparently let loose with a tirade of uh, curse words on live television in the UK, which had not been done at that time. I knew time. about that and incident. And it broke them, the Sex like, Pistols. Like, yeah, right, what, right. Like, you know, I, I knew about them like, like you know, going off. I guess it was Johnny Rotten or somebody. I don't think it was oh. Johnny Rotten. I think oh. it was one of the other guys, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I knew about like an incident where they had, you know, gone rogue on live TV. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that she was the instigator. That was the she, was, she was the focal point of the uh, unfortunate... Uh, Diatribe by, you know, by one of the establishment which the which you know gave the Sex Pistols Nigel platform. or Ian or whoever. Yeah. yeah. So so they start at the beginning. They sounded like that, and then eventually, uh, as that band got bigger, they decided to do their own thing and craft their own sound. Yeah, I mean, and they did. They they crafted a, a pretty singular sound. I'm I'm pretty familiar with the stuff post seventies, like early eighties, um, and it's like um, there's a lot of you, you can. Take it how you will. There are bands that you can draw a little, like wire maybe, and a little. But it's like post. Well, it's it's, it's post like gothy punk. post-punk. Gothy post-punk, post-punk for sure. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know what? Let's listen to Peekaboo. Okay. Um, since we were talking about it, so let's let's do that. Ridiculous. Mark pointed out something uh, while we were watching that, and Shane was uh, draining his loins. Um, all that was <laughs> analog. So awful. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty well, sure that's not what This is mean. the punk rock segment of the show, Mark. Apparently so. Yeah. We have also just watched the uh, incident in question about the, uh, the sex pistols. The sex pistols Which thing, is but... super British, too. It's like, it's Good the most heavens. polite, foul. <laughs> hey, what was the, what was <laughs> what, the dirty what, word? Yeah, what was the, de- what was the dirty <laughs> word? Good heavens. Good heavens. <laughs> yeah, I told it was like, it sounded like somebody let Mrs. Doubtfire out of that set for just a second. Anyway, you were saying, right? But yes, while Shane was off draining the main vein, uh, we listened to uh, Peekaboo, but I'm pretty sure he's heard it before. Uh, yeah. And Mark pointed out that, like, that was probably on... All done analog in like 1988, like had to have been. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Like, it's that is one of the most expertly arranged and produced songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and then like stuff will pop in and pop out. It's just it's really well done. Um, and the chorus is so catchy, but all it is is the one word, peekaboo. Well, and I do think by virtue of the fact that what you guys are talking about and when this song came out, and and you know taking into into effect that. That they did, that, you know, that they were, they were at least like saying that uh, that they heard the, you know, the hip hop stuff that was going on. Like, there's a, I think there's a little bit of playing with the tape that maybe was kind of in fashion at that time. Well, I definitely heard there were they had they had flipped I mean, the tape. Yeah, there are elements of things, but it's it's like no other genre of music ever. It's just well, no, yeah, I don't it, think it's derivative. I but yeah. I'm saying that like they were they were soaking up everything in their environment, and that was. That yeah, the percussion is like just super. It's just a weird, good song. And, yeah, and you're right. It, it, that is, I didn't put it together like that before, but that it, that does set a really high bar that the album never comes close to matching. After that, well, and yeah, and like the first time I listened to it, I'm I'm like, you know, of course I already love that song, so I'm like, yeah, I'll jam out to that. And I'm you know, bopping around in my car, and then the next song comes on, and I'm like, oh, pretty good. But but when you go back, like you like you, like you said, when you go back and listen to it without that, it is a really good song. No, it's, a, it's an excellent it's record. If t- you, I just have to separate that song from the rest of the record, so I can appreciate the rest of the record for what it is, which is a pretty good record. Here's a uh, here's a little fun fact nugget from a blog called Pop Evil, who wrote a wrote a bit about this that I thought was really interesting. 
I said, fun fact, the brass loop on that song is actually a reverse sample from their previous cover of John Cale's uh, Gun, song Gun. I was going to guess that. Yeah, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You, can, you can hear that there's definitely sometimes where they're, they're playing the track and re- tra- certain tracks in reverse mm-hmm. um, as an effect. They've got, yeah, they've got some George Martin stuff going on there. And You guys want to do another song? Oh, or did sure. you have something you want to say, Kevin? No, no, let's do another song. Uh, I was thinking, like, so they bookended this album with the two best songs on it, in my opinion. And, I'm with you on that. Um, and not to say Although that, I do appreciate a lot of the stuff in, in between. I do, too. I do, too. There's only one album. There's only one song here that, that really doesn't do it for me. What, what's uh, your, what was your friend's name? Marnie? Oh, Marnie. Yeah, we should dedicate well, I, wasn't, I wasn't, like, necessarily, like, good friends with her. She just happened to be in my photography class, and she had a very, very definite goth look. Specific to... <laughs> goth cute. Specific yeah, to kind the of, suburbs you know, like, of I wasn't trying to date her or anything. I just, I just, I always, always like, trying to just paint a picture. I mean, head. like I was a little, you know, I was in band and I was a little preppy, yeah, you know. Yeah, but I always had like, a, but I, I always, mean, you don't have to spell it out for us. But I always kind of sought out like the, the <laughs> oh, do, do the t- people do who tell, were doing the people who we're, were doing just going to set that, our mics down. So you just you tell us about Ryan in high school. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I always thought it was interesting to like get to know the people who were doing like into stuff that was a little. Not necessarily off the grid, but not like, you know, they weren't trying to be popular. I was just saying, we should dedicate one of these songs to Marty before the podcast. We'll, we'll dedicate yeah. this. This is a good song. I have so. no idea what her last name is. And, uh, okay, well, probably yeah. her first name is still Marty. So Marty. I, I assume. Uh, what's, which, 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 it'd be weird. Marty, Marty, if you're listening. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of Marnies out there anymore. I know. What are the odds? Like, yeah, back in the day, the tons of Marnies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, well, the place was lousy with Marnies. It was like a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it was. Okay. Uh, so anyway, let's listen to Rhapsody. <laughs> It's an excellent song. I love songs that take. It's the longest song in the album. It's like six over six minutes long, um, and it just slowly builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up. But then there's never really a release. It just builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up, and then kind of just goes back down, down, down at the end. It's just like a, there's a lot of tension in it. Yeah, you know, like as opposed to like I'm talking about like the loud, soft, loud, soft kind of thing. Yeah, sure. The, Where there's an explosion of emotion. Or that something. song, like Pixies a lot of the songs, dynamic. Yeah, a lot, like a lot of the songs on this record, and not that I in any way, shape, or form want to do this now, but back in the day, this would have been a 
good record to listen to while taking drugs. I knew you were going to say that because you know what? I was just about to say one of my favorite songs from not too long after this is is called Purr. It's the last song on the end of Four Calendar Cafe by the Cocteau Twins. Mm. And that's got a really long, really long buildup. And then it's just got this like cathartic explosion. Release, of, yeah. And then I used to love to, to take X with you and like listen to what? stuff like that. That never I, happened. No, yeah. no, no. And uh, go chill out in the back of Ohms and or or in the front yard somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but this would have been a really good mom. Song. That never happened. Yeah. Yeah. That never happened. No, no. It's just fan fiction. Yeah. So a lot of talk about uh, Budgie as the drummer and sort of how prevalent his work is on this on this record. Do you guys get a sense of that? Like, do the drums stand out to you at all? In certain parts they do. I mean, yeah. the two songs that we've listened to, the drums are definitely well, really peekaboo. Like on. the drumming is or the percussion is just ridiculous. But yeah, it's so. different. But yeah. on this one, like, there's really interesting stuff drum wise that's going on in this, especially like at the end. He's doing a lot of interesting things. This record has brought out a lot of the um, how much goddamn time I've spent in goth clubs. I was thinking about that. Like, like no, I, I kept getting like like visuals in my head of like these kind of like. Just slightly different looking women, like you know. With can you can like, you weird... paint the picture for us of like your average trip to the goth club, like sort of how that? Well, I mean, you know, I, 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 I mean, don't consider you a goth, but they no, would do dance but, nights. But I really like kind of left of center, like eighties music, and those are generally. It's been a goth, you know. Uh, uh, the, our local goth club Elysium has been holding that for a while, and, and before even before that, that, before that, it was uh, Atomic Cafe, and before that, Ohms did an eighties. Well, Ohms did an eighties night. So. These are the three goth clubs since yeah, and they just happen here. to be goth clubs. And so I would sometimes go on like kind of their goth nights or whatever. And it's I'm not really a goth guy. I like some of it, you know. You know what? The mo- the I'm more- not like a Sisters of Mercy kind of guy or like Bauhaus. Like they have maybe two songs I like. Can yeah. I can I say something real? I just want to interject really quickly. You're saying the word goth so much that, um, or I've been hearing it so much, it's sort of like when you say a word to yourself like 20 times in a row. It, start, it, it sounds it, weird. It sounds weird and loses meaning. That's what's yeah, happened, that happened to me with, with the word, word children once, and I just I couldn't hear it right for the next week. Um, <laughs> I do love the story. Speaking of the goth movement and like sort of all that stuff, I do love the story of, I think this actually happened to Hacienda, uh, speaking of which, that. Uh, Peter Murphy tried to talk his way backstage, and uh, Peter Hook was a bouncer at the Hacienda. Sounds and he about said, right. and he said, Battle he, he, he played. He said basically he like he, he was trying to talk his way backstage, and they said you can't come back here. And he said, Do you know who I am? I'm Peter Murphy of Bauhaus. And he said, Well, I'm Peter Hook Peter with Hook, New Order, yeah. and you're thrown the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like that's basically the way that that worked. <laughs> I was like, that's a that's kind of a true that's a great trump card that no bouncer has. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's a really good story. Yeah. Um, no, but what I was going to say is like I just kept sort of picturing these um, you know sort of bookish girls that get kind of dolled up for like goth night, and then they they have a very specific way of dancing that they kind of gesticulate. Wildly and kind of like look off into the distance, like angry mannequins, or like what do you mean? <laughs> like, yes, no, just like angry yeah. mannequins. <laughs> you do um, see a lot of that these days. Angry mannequins. <laughs> um, it's a really specific thing. Is that, that you, your new band name? It is angry mannequins, yeah, it is. man. Yeah. It is a very specific thing, and as you said it, I can distinct. You can see it because right? I've yeah. spent a lot of time in those clubs too. But not probably not even half as much as you have. I'm sure because you kept that flame. 
You kept that flag flying from. <laughs> now Ryan would be like, it's Sunday night, I gotta go out. Do. I still yeah. go out to 80s night. I mean, like once a month, but, you know, uh, I'm still out there for sure. Yeah. That's where I knew where to find you for 15 years. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah, it wasn't a tough call, you know, Sunday nights. Anyway, no, I mean, it is, it was like, there was clearly something in the water. And, you know, the, I mean, the thing that interests me about kind of the goth movement in particular, and certainly where the intersection where Susie and the Banshees exists is like, it's, maybe it's like, it has dark overtones, but it's accessible. Like, sure. Like, you know, there's still like yeah, there's 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 melody, it, and a lot of this yeah. music there was. I mean, there were good solid. So even the stuff if you go back and listen to like the earlier stuff, like uh, Happy House and the songs that were like in the mid eighties. Okay, so it's not it's not nearly as. Uh, what's the band that had the singer Ogre? Um, oh, uh, uh, Skinny Puppy. Skinny Puppy. Like oh, that shit is guys. super dark. It's industrial. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, it, it is. is. And the industrial it, and goth are like kind of. Yeah, the joint is a hib with yeah. at least in the, in the in America. I was going to say the can states because I'm so cosmopolitan. Can yeah. I just say that the industrial movement is funny because industrial bands never sound like they're building anything. They always sound like they're tearing it down. <laughs> like, like, well, actually, it's funny that you say that. Um, like, one of the. Founders oh, of the industrial movement is a Whitney? German band, oh, believe sorry. it or not, yeah. called Einsters in Neubauten. Oh. Do you know what that means in German? No. Buildings falling down. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know that. And the only way you can put it back together? Craft work. Dude, I went to see... <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're pretty... that's, a, that's two good ones in a row. Oh, yeah. that's, you should play some sort of like... That's a, hit, that's a hip Mark. dad joke. It's, uh... it's two pretty good dad jokes yeah. in a row. Well, no, they weren't dad jokes. We an intermission before no, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah well, let, me, well, let me drop the mic and walk out of here. Yeah, that's... Yeah, good kudos to you, Kevin. Good oh, job. Thanks. But you know, by his by his internal logic, those weren't dad jokes. They did not. Elicit well, no, jokes. I said they're like they elicited actual laughter. If you're like a cool dad, jokes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, I hate yeah. you. All right, yeah. Mark's right. We should go to the intermission. Let's All do right. it. All right. So, so the question that I put to you guys is: If you could have any kind of shoes, what kind of shoes would you want to have? Sensible, S- sensible shoes are that makes sense. Uh, chain. Oh, cool, cool shoes. Cool shoes. Cool shoes. Cool cool shoes. shoes. Yeah. Those work for Steve Martin. Um, Mark, Chuck Taylor's apparently that's what I'd really you know I, I'd be satisfied with just some Chuck just some good never shoes. Go out of style. Oh, you'd be satisfied with what? With good shoes. Oh yeah, good shoes. Good shoes. Okay, so with this band, this band is uh, good shoes. And uh, and yeah, so this was a this is a track that Good Shoes put out in two thousand and six, and I happened upon. Um, I have a little shout out. I happened upon this. Uh, there is a there's an internet radio station that I listen to occasionally called uh, Indie Goes to Hollywood, which also is the name of my dog, and it just kind of makes me happy to think sometimes well, that she in, might run Indie away. Indie Goes so to Hollywood, yeah, or yeah. that she should be famous, which is and her, also what full name Indie Goes to Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's the full name of this internet radio station. So he thought anyway. that was the full name of your dog. Oh no, no, no! It's just Indy. Just Indy. Yeah. Anyway, Indy uh, the Spaz. Uh. Yeah. So so this was uh, this was from the band Good Shoes, and they are from Southwest London. Um, and it sounds like from everything that I've read so far, they're actually still together, uh, which you know. 
they don't doesn't sound like they ever managed to hit it big. Sounds like they've supported a number of uh, lead touring acts like um, Kaiser Chiefs and some others. But uh, this is a song called "The Photos on My Wall." it twice the, the video is so nice we showed it twice yeah and i'm talking to the guys in the room maybe you've watched it at home it's a catchy number like maybe you watched it twice at it's home. a cute little song it, yeah. it's a trifle yeah it's a nice little trifle yeah but can i say one thing uh you i didn't realize do. robert smith cut all his hair off yeah that's robert smith like i, I don't know like does he have a kid that he doesn't know about in the states <laughs> <laughs> actually the be- the most fabulous thing that i thought about this was uh this band was that the drummer's name is tom jones like <laughs> oh my god would you that would be like that's two parts of like i wonder if like his name older was, was originally band. david bowie and he changed it i don't know see but that was a anyway yeah we're going back to a previous show and that was a middle stage of david bowie for like a week Anyway, um, but yeah, no, it's a band called Good Shoes. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, you know, kind of upbeat, fun, catchy little ditty. Yeah, a little nice, little lightweight. Kind of, kind of. They, they, they do seem a little, life they do seem a little like, hipstery, but like, yeah. you know, not in a douchey way. I, 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 I always, I, I, I know you don't like that word. I don't like that word, and I, I, I mean, there are people where it can be applied to. For me, I mean, all hipster means is that you're taking part in fashion of the day that's not necessarily mainstream i mean if you were 19 years old sure you'd probably be wearing the same shit it's just could be but anyway that is a good song yeah uh, no i think it's it's uh like it's like i say it's I'm, i think I mean, it's, i'm probably not gonna be humming it throughout my day but like it's it's good yeah no it's I, for me it was catchy it's it stuck with me and it's one of those that i was like i'm not really exactly sure like how i kind of missed this the first go around and like it didn't. It doesn't change your world, but by the same token, it's like I can see how that band would end up on some undercards that you would know. Seemed like a very dangerous house party. It did seem like a dangerous house party, and part because of the reason people, were, a lot of people were moving in reverse. Yeah, everybody yes. was walking were falling and shit. Yeah, and so yeah, so we there's a lot of technical like here around the table. There's a lot of technical viewing of that uh, that video. We did watch it twice, and part of the reason is is because it looks like. Pretty much the majority of it was shot with the lead singer moving in reverse, and then they kind of spun it backwards and then synced everything up. Well, they probably just got Scorsese to like uh, reprise his thing from Goodfellas. Yes, well, that's I probably will, what they did. I will yeah. say this. A, no, that did not happen. Yeah. And B, uh, you, just you, can, kinda, you can definitively say that. I feel certain. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marty? Marnie, if you're out there, Marnie, come in, Marnie. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, I'll, I'll save that for when we get back. Marnie Scorsese. 
that's what she's doing now. I, I, I hope so. Anyway. It sounds like a good like character name for like a drag character. I don't know. It does. Anyway. Um no, yeah. So the the thing that struck me that was kind of interesting is like there are more than there's more than one copy of that. Like so if you go dig that song up on YouTube, there's more than one version of that song that's up there. Most of them are just the cover art, and then the song plays all the way through, which sometimes you'll see on. And this is the official video put out by the band, and the audio on this version of that is worse than the audio that you could get on. And that's why that's how you know that's that. Pretty like, funny. Yeah. So anyway, I but it's a good. I enjoy that track, so I wanted to share it with you guys. If you put a video out there, then you're putting it out there yourself. But I try not to listen when it's just like just the album art, and somebody put it up there because the musicians aren't getting compensated in any way. Anyway, that was just me on my soapbox. Sure. All right, let's go back into the show. I- Interesting fact about uh, Peep Show, because we're back to talking about Peep Show and Susie and the Banshees record, is that... Uh, this band actually had been a they were they were a three piece for a while they, had, they were a four piece they actually contracted back to a three piece and then before this record came out they were a quintet and uh, it sounds like the key sort of the key addition in this in this version of that band was a keyboard player Martin McCarrick. I was gonna say the key edition was the keys yeah which and apparently he's a multi instrumentalist and or whatever, oh yeah he so. played like the the accordion he played I believe cello on this album yeah. So he really made a lot of like this expanded sound possible, and uh, anyway, Q magazine uh, called this back in the day when it came out. It said uh, Peep Show, well Peep Show in particular, but I think this you can extrapolate this to a certain amount of the record. It says takes place in some distorted fairground of the mind where weird and wonderful shapes are born or loom, and so in that sense, like I do think we've talked a little bit about like kind of the new territory that the band explores on this record it, most of that new territory i think is encapsulated in that first song and it's funny that uh, the song peekaboo um when i said earlier like i expected it to be like more whimsical carnival-esque that was perpetuated by some of the reviews of the album i read before i listened to it and it, it like in retrospect it almost seems to me that they just basically listened to that song and just didn't go any further than that because they're all like it's carnivalesque it's a fun house mirror no that's that first song is all that for sure and and what i what i kind of kept coming back to like kind of alluding to back to what i was first talking about when we opened the show is you know they open the record with it and i understand why they do that they do it for like radio programmers that you know if they're going to get it and they want that to be the because obviously that's the hit single um but I, it almost seems like to me like they should have like for sequencing, it would have done better like somewhere in the middle in the of the middle, record. Yeah, like it would just been like a, a better payoff, you know, and then have like a good come down song after it. Um, yeah, but, I mean it's it's completely different than the rest of the album, and that's why it was such a letdown. And we we've talked about this on the show many many times, but here again is just yet another opportunity presented to us, and that is. Music reviewers a lot of times l- lazy? are lazy. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you, do you guys think that that's what it was? That they just took the the maybe the narrative from the bio that yeah. the, that the band wrote? Well, also, like, okay, the name of the album is Peep Show, and the first single 
again, which is just completely infectious. And, and first song on the record. First song on the record. Peekaboo, which Peek-a-boo. Peep Show is in that song. And it leads one to kind of conclude before listening to the rest of it that the rest of the album is going to sound a certain way. Right. Um, and maybe, you know... It, the rest it, of the album, to me, is like contemplative and yeah. complex and intricate. It's good. It's good. It's, and it's, it's really just catchy. nothing like that song. Yeah. It's really catchy. And when we... Like, it's not dour. It's not it, dour. It, it's, it's catchy in its own way, but it's not like that just... Yeah, but there are hooks in there. Yeah, well, of course. And you guys mentioned... You guys mentioned, like, sort of what this record would have been like without that first track. Like, do you think that... It would have gone over this way. Do you think it would have had a greater or a? I think it would have been successful to a degree. Probably not sold as many copies. Yeah, just because. No, it wouldn't have sold as many. But I mean, Susie and the Banshees were already a pretty established band at this point. I mean, they had had a modicum of success, um, and this was their most successful record to date um, in the UK and in the US. But that song broke down walls, you know, for them. I had never heard of them before, like that song appearing on you know top forty radio or whatever the hell. Is that a is that connected at all to the Berlin Wall thing? Because it happened like a year later, like very. Well, no, it happened. This, yeah, it happened like a. You're right. Yeah, yeah oh actually, God. Susie Sue had a, um, a meeting with Ronald Reagan. And she was like, "We gotta talk to this Gorbachev like, motherfucker." She, she basically, she's like, "Did you see me on British TV?" Yeah, America? I broke yeah. the Sex Pistols. Like, yeah. I'm sure she had so, a different like accent. Ronnie. Let's, right, let's yes. check this out, Ronnie. <laughs> like, Mister Gorbachev. Well, Susie, you'll say, <laughs> "Yeah, exactly. tear down this wall." Right. Exactly. No, I like it. Yeah. It's good. Anyway, no, I, yeah, I think the thing that I think it seems like we're all kind of on the same page about. The fact that these that the rest of the record is sort of where things really get interesting, but that single is great too, like really great. Well, it, it's they're just kind of distinct it's, from it, each other. Yeah, they're they're different. And like the rest of the record is like a headphones record for a rainy day, and good, like excellent record. But just the first one, like I just want to crank it up in my car and you and, know, and let like me dance around, dance around. Yeah, let me reframe. Know? So like, so here's my question: Was there anything upon a thorough listen that surprised you guys? Well, I think it's a surprising listen just in and of itself. I mean, nothing is is interesting uh, arrangement wise is that first song, but there's a lot of interesting stuff that there's goes like on a little the, bit of like Memphis blues in there. Yeah. There's that bit. one. Yeah. I forget the name of the song, but right. There's like a blues song with harmonica on it and stuff. Uh, then there's, there's just lots of like really interesting percussion and the drumming is interesting all the way through the record. And then there's sometimes like, like, uh, uh, the, the song after this, um, I can't remember the name. Anyway, the second song on the album, it uh, it's got these like chuggy, like almost metal chords in it, but they're way back in the mix, and like you don't. They, they do all kinds of stuff that doesn't sound like anybody else. No, no, like, no. It, it is a singular vision, and it's incredibly interesting. Is it? Uh, it's the Killing Jar. Yes, it is the Killing Jar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like there, it. I think I said it earlier in the show. Like it is very singular. It um, it has connections. Radial connections to different things that uh, you can you can hear tiny little pieces, but but nothing sounds, especially at the time, sounds like this. So so I think sometimes you can kind of tell where where a band's like sort of eternal zeitgeist is, or or their whatever their legacy is by who it co- like who covers them and what it is that they determine that they want to be a part of. Um, Block Party has gone on record as being big fans of Peekaboo, and of course a lot of people are. But I think what's really kind of interesting is um, 
Sounds like Devochka covered the last beat of my heart. A couple the, of people cover that, yeah. as did the Decemberists. Yeah, um, but Devochka covered it at the at the urging of uh, Arcade Fire's Win Butler. So I don't know what the hell that means. One way Man, or the what other. happened to that bit? That they they put out like one incredible record, and yeah. they did like the soundtrack for Little Miss Sunshine, and then just disappeared into the yeah. ether. Yeah, like, just go be on an island somewhere. Yeah, what are you talking about so. Devochka? Devochka, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I know them. Oh, um, you do if you heard them. Denver would... Band. Oh, yeah. now I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounded like the oh, Rocky Mountains. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. like a Coors ad. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't I know that? Yeah, that's anyway. a great song though too. Um, that ballad. But let's let's do one more song and and uh, did you want to get into uh, get into it? Yes, thank you, Kevin. Oh, do it. I kind of wanted well, to do it. the last thing in my heart. Was the one that the other one that I knew, but if you want to get into the Killing Jar, I mean, no, I like the Last Beat of My Heart, but I kind of wanted to play the one song that I didn't like, but stands to reason. But I'm thinking I want to play Rawhead and Bloody Bones because I want to read the lyrics to it because it's a, it's basically it's a nightmare. Is it, it true that Rawhead leads to Bloody Bones? According to this song, I'm I not think. a doctor. Might surprise you. So wait, but, this is the one that you don't like? No, I do like the song. Okay. I just went through all my decisions. Oh, and you narrated. Shane was reading his yes. progressions, yes. and he's checking that. Well, I told Mark to pull these lyrics because to use the NFL terminology. I don't even understand what that means. Let's just play the goddamn <laughs> song. like a nightmare it makes me think of like the ring or something like it sounds like that I mean, it's definitely got like a kind of i don't know uh like clown horror movie aesthetic going on there i'm gonna read um, you the lyrics. i thought it was lovely <laughs> i think it's a good song really? i genuinely do i don't yeah. know like i i'm kind of i might have to side with shane on this one i think that uh no i don't i don't dislike it it just sounds like the soundtrack to a nightmare well sure um, we okay. all love our nightmares, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm going to read, read. I don't. I don't mind the song. Like I. I. I don't mind. It just. I, I'll just read you some of the lyrics. There is the pull quote again. Um, I don't mind the song. No, I do <laughs> like it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, I, okay, so the lyrics are. Um, or some of them. Bad word or bad deed unpunished invites grief. Here's raw head and bloody bones, reaching from dark cupboard, crouching under stair. Lurking in chimney, pond, or well. We're down here, held here, dragged here, and drowned here by raw head and bloody bones. P- 
pop-eyed horns, bushy-tailed, long teeth and claws as well, raw head and bloody bones. Can I just say that if you're if you're crouching under one stair, you're crouching under all of them. Like there's no there's no crouching under stair. You know, Shane, you've really just Logic. inspired me. I think like if I ever actually do get married, I want this to be the song that me and my new wife dance to. <laughs> some <laughs> sort of some <laughs> sort of like, first thing that yeah. sounds like you can't click your glasses together because they might break and ruin your life. How <laughs> yeah. oh, they have yeah. like the, the first <laughs> dance with the father. Yeah, like, couples. This first. is it <laughs> right here. Yeah. I thought you were going to say if you ever got married and had kids, this is going to be the lullaby that you play for your <laughs> play, child. It, like get a mobile rig rigged rig, rig, up with this song for my infant child to listen to as they list off to sleep. It's a a dystopian nightmare, son. (laughs) Welcome to life. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, Why bother hoping? Look, well, you know what? It's funny you say that because I think in the end, it, it, it does eventually end up a hopeful song. In the sense that it ends, and you don't have to hear about the nightmare anymore. <laughs> well, you can say that about all of the meatloaf records. <laughs> it is on a hopeful note. Why, why must you torment me by? Oh my god! Did you guys see that? Like, um, coming up is gonna uh, like. I don't know if it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be on NBC. I think it's gonna be on Fox. But they're doing a Grease Live. Oh, can't Beats wait! Can't wait for that one. Yeah. Cheer up! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We should live tweet it. Yeah. I think that's a thing. That's a thing, right? It is a thing. That is a thing, but I don't know that I could suffer through fucking grease. Yeah. No. The whole the like the whole way through. The- where where this record is concerned, I would say um I'm with you and that's probably not my favorite track on it. Yeah, it, I mean it's just a, it's just a it's just a nightmare. It's a song about a night. It's a song about a nightmare. It's not a bad song. Um but if it's into it, it, it's, it's it's a deeper cut. It's safely nestled in that it's an album track, that dark gothy. Sure, and and, and, and this is record. definitely one of those that reminds me of like a night being out at like a goth club, and there's maybe like four people on the dance floor, and they play this song, and two of them are like really into it, you know, and just kind of <laughs> like gesturing wildly. I just imagine like, and I'm like going, why am I here? If I were walking through a forest at night and I heard this song off to the distance, I would panic. I would panic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just state that. Get out of the forest at night, I think, is probably the first lesson Well, that's there. a good – that is a good lesson. Yeah. That is – Don't yeah. be in a forest at night, <laughs> son. <laughs> lesson number one. Hashtag yeah. don't be in a forest yeah, you at should, night. Yeah, you should write those like – you know, like how they used to have the rules – yeah. And like you go to ladies' houses and they would have like those put up on the refrigerator or whatever. You should write that like the rules, you know, for here are little, the rules. little yeah. for boys. Don't, you know? don't be yeah. in the forest. Don't be in the forest. Don't be in the forest at night. Yeah. Yeah. That could be our new tagline. Okay, well keep looking, but um. <laughs> Well, uh thank you, Shane, for suggesting uh that track. I was t- trying to Trying to do something different. Mix it up. I feel like I should have listened to this album before now. But I feel like that way well, like a lot of the albums. Well, that's we kind of the yeah. motif of the show. You know, it's yeah, kind I of know. our raison d'etre. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Ryan with the French. I know. Have you been like. like <laughs> Studying up, Rosetta man. Stone? <laughs> yeah. Like totally. Ryan ordered all the Rosetta Stones. I think, I think Mark's, Mark's lugs are coming out. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> oh, 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 that's right. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fromage. That, yeah. Okay, yeah. anyway. so, all right, uh, 
you have current affair? Are we gonna? I do. Um, I, I mentioned something to producer Mark. Why don't, why don't we... If we're able to pull it up, Bernie Sanders put out a record. We're gonna see if we can find a track from it. Uh, it actually came out in 1987, but it's finally kind of reaching like public. Because as he, now. And yet again, Ryan it easily understands that the, that the song the concept this, the concept of this segment is that the song needs to have come out in the last year, but um. Hey, his candidacy came out the last year. It has so. been it has been topical in the last couple of weeks. So yes. this 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 recording has been topical. As I went walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made. For you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land. right you know you came for just the one yeah no it's like you've got two two. it's like yeah it's like this is like the this is like the shopping end cap of podcasts it's like you get a little bonus that's how i describe it to people if we start talking about it on an elevator (laughs) the shopping end cap of podcasts it's like you go down the aisle you think oh is this all there is no no there's this whole other thing Oh, is that, this is. Yeah. is that when you're at? Is that like the, at the point of sale where they have like chapsticks? No, and it just basically means like the end of an aisle, like all the oh, shit when you're at Best yeah, Buy yeah, and they've got like yeah. a big, you know. Uh, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. I'm sure and I so you're at Best Buy and you think that the stuff Haggard, is the Best like, Buy set up. Yeah. yeah, but no, that's not the Best Buy. That's just most of the buy. The really the the end part is on the end. Camp. Anyhow, <laughs> so we got Bernie Sanders we got doing little... his uh, William Shatner. Well, it's um, good. It, God. The, 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 wow. The, the best part, there's so many great parts about that. Um, not, I bet Pantsu the, doesn't have a record. Reggae William Shatner? Probably not. Yeah, it, yeah like it's like reggae. It's not William Shatner. It's more like reggae Donald Trump almost. Like, <laughs> yeah, Did you uh, have the cough because it, it turns your so, stomach so, inflated to? So the, I had the, a cough because I had phlegm. The but, first, right. the first version that we saw of that song was like essentially like kind of a segment outtake where the found like Tonight Show uh, had had a copy of it and they played some of it and then it was Jimmy Fallon and the um, his sidekick who Questlove I can, or no no the the dude that that's a that has written for Saturday Night Live for oh right, before, right. Um, I can't remember who's very name. funny and whose name escapes me but sure. anyway um yeah but they talked about 
like sort of apparently the first the first side of that record is our actual like it's as like close as songs. you get it's to like songs. five yeah. songs yeah. and then the second side is a conversation with Bernie <laughs> Sanders like, yeah. yeah and they're like they're like oh which side do you want to play well I don't know maybe we should play side A with the songs with on the it. music yeah so I was thinking and then Ryan had said that he had a he had another song it was the new Iggy Pop song with Josh Homme. Um, of Queens of the Stone of Age, Queens of the Stone and Age, various and, other projects. Um, Eagles of Death Metal, actually. Well, Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, I don't know if he's currently. The other bands with the word "of" yeah. in there, like huh. formerly Caius. Yes. Um, so uh, I, I just felt like not, not. I mean, like Ryan, he asked me like during one of the breaks. He's like, you know, this this segment is supposed to be, you know, it's. A, you know, one year and everything. You know, even though this this album came out about thirty years ago, and I was like, no, 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 it makes sense. Twenty nine, but yeah. But then I yeah. said about yeah, more shaving at this point is like really kind of yeah deck chairs on the Titanic. Like, <laughs> so then we listened. We started listening to it. And I was like, this is funny, but it's more funny in the sense that you need to know it exists. You have to have heard this at least once in yeah, your life. Right. And it's like and to like sort of part the other reason that why we kind of okayed it is that like it's uh it's it has come up in the news. It's lately. new to yeah, like, everybody except for the eight hundred people who bought the record when it came out. Yeah. And how many of those people are listening to it these days? Probably not that many. Like, I don't know, man. I mean like, picking he, it back he, up he's, these he's, days. He's he's, yeah. he's on a golden Chariot of well, fire, I mean that. I mean know? that in a, in a purely apolitical sense. Like it sold eight hundred copies, and it sold them thirty years I'll ago. Bet like, its stock is like skyrocketing. On Probably eBay right look now. a yeah. bunch of these motherfuckers are pulling out like yeah. old, like old LP copies of this, like coated in dirt, <laughs> blowing off the dirt. Shane, Shane yeah. is making the uh, celestial blow dust off the. Basically, LP. I look like I'm Harrison Ford in, in uh, Raiders of the Lost. Yeah, kind of, yeah. You know? Well, you kind of always look like that, yeah. With my toque right yeah. now, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was incredibly amusing, but I didn't want you guys to be subjected to have to listen to that whole thing. And the spirit of the, of the segment is, in fact, a, a newish song. So, Ryan, you picked another one. And what was the other thing we listened to? Uh, Iggy Pop. Uh, Gardenia's. Gardenia. Gardenia. Which apparently is a woman's name. Um, also a that, flower. That he fancies. I'm pretty. And well, I, he wants to tell her what not to do. Like It's also Italian for garden. Mark. Thank you, Thanks, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. He's always popping up at least once an episode with just a, a nugget of truth. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Who would have known? Parting the curtains. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, I, I, you know, it's not as crappy a song as I thought when I first heard it. What? Anno- okay. Here's a glowing recommendation. Well, okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> I like the music. Like his voice is just really annoying on it. I didn't, to me. I didn't think that. I thought his voice was cool on it. I, I didn't. I liked the song better and better as it went on. I just I thought that the the lyrical element could have been handled a little better. Okay, like it's a, it was a good creepy trailer park setup. I'm controlling this woman, but it was a little too over the top. Sure, and like eventually I I got into the. But you did. I know. I know you didn't because Mark was saying should we just. This, yeah, you want to cut this out? Year, you want to cut this off? Yeah, yeah. Like we always listen to the we always listen to the break songs all the way through. I mean, not not the we always listen to the the the, the intermission song and the last song all the way through. But Mark has to edit them, so he know that he's listening to that with the editing ear, which go, which is like okay, I've heard like Got I've the heard. Gist. There's no there's nothing that's going to surprise me for the rest of this song. 
I just liked the song more and more as it went on. I kind of got well. Okay, here's more. here's my deal. until the spoken word stuff. That's that's when you brought that up. Do you want to? Here's my deal. Like you know, there's there's two facets to spoken vo- word. Never needs to be in a song. All right, I wasn't talking or anything. That's cool. Oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, you know, there are two facets to vocals. One is like the lyrical content, and one is like it as an instrument. And I felt like as an instrument, it kind of took me out of it. Like I'm starting to like get into the music a little bit. And then he just comes in, and he's doing this, and it's kind of annoying. Can I just say yes. that, like, as the spoken word stuff goes, comedically, I think really most of the time it probably doesn't have a place unless it is the uh, the new soul talk up or talk down. You know, girl. Like oh girl oh, oh yeah like yeah if that song had a little bit of the the oh girl a little in it, breakdown it'd be, a, it'd be a totally like yeah sure yeah I could get behind that yeah had, like some color me bad come right in. sure especially yeah. if it was Bernie Sanders doing it <laughs> oh my god, oh, my god. <laughs> dude now we've we <laughs> have we have hit the magical oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we have hit your... the magical formula that's right. Yeah. And a Roman candle. If Bernie Sanders doesn't end up being president. We know what his new career oh, God choice is. <laughs> well, if that doesn't wrap, put a bow on this show. I don't know what can. Oh yeah, that that was good. Thanks guys for listening to that. Yeah, um, back at you. So back at you next week. A band that you and I spoke about, or not spoke about, texted about recently, but that's the Jam. Oh, good idea. All mod cons. Um, Thank you. Sure. Um, anyway, like a band that I've heard about like my entire adolescent plus life and don't really know much. Finally heard like one song and I was like, I'll bet this is the jam. My and- extent of knowledge of the jam is that's entertainment, which Morrissey covered as a B-side. And I've heard J.C. Weileman loved the jam. Um, but somehow I never ended up. I don't know that I've listened to any other. They're songs. a band that's kind of been like swirling about, like my oeuvre. Uh, yeah, it's it like in the same vein of a lot of what you a lot like. of stuff that you would think that I would already love and know, and I don't. Paul Weller, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'll okay. Be fun. Yeah. Well, until next week, I'm Kevin. I'm Mark. Shane. I'm Ryan. All through the week. And this is Somebody Likes It.